0: Hey guys, this is Chris Niel, the host of No Holding Back. Today we'll be talking about movie theaters versus movie streaming services. Why are we talking about this today? Let me tell you why, okay? We're going to get into it right now. So going back to the beginning of the corona pandemic, okay? A lot of our favorite movies that were in production were put on pause. And a lot of movies that were already filmed that were supposed to be coming out in the following months were unfortunately pushed back delayed and these movies are already filmed and we won't be able to see these movies anytime soon you know because we don't know what's going to happen next because of the coronavirus it might be pushed again it might be delayed we don't know what to expect and this is why our argument is relevant today because streaming services gives us what we want at a faster pace, and we already know it won't be delayed because all we need to do is pay for the app, you know, make sure we we pay monthly, make sure that we, you know, make a list of all the movies that we're interested in. It's all going to be there for you. you. Click on any movie you want from the past, you know, the recent, uh, present, okay? And that's it, you know, all our movies are there. You know, you have Netflix, HBO Max, Amazon Prime Video, uh, you know, you have Disney Plus now, you know, all those, and also Apple TV, sorry about that. You know, you have so many streaming services offered to you, why go to the movies? And that begs the question of today's topic, should movie streaming services be the primary focus when it comes to distributing new movies? And with that being said, we have David helping us today covering that controversy. So, David,
1: you can introduce introduce yourself to the to the viewers. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody, I'm David. Thank you, Chris, for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. No
0: problem, man. So, I want to get your take on it. Basically, I want to hear the pros and cons. I want to hear what you have to say about this right now. Okay, do you do you side with a particular? Uh, side right now or are you stuck in the
1: middle uh i would say a little bit of both you know they both have a lot of pros and cons but i would say with streaming services the fact of convenience it's very convenient you could watch it at any time in your house or anywhere where you are as long as you have a device and you're subscribed to one of these channels then you're great for that alone i would almost say i prefer the streaming services but what it lacks is the, the big experience of being in a movie theater with the audience and the whole ambiance of that. That's definitely something that you don't get with, uh, with the streaming services. But I understand, uh, I understand that, and I still enjoy it very much. Yeah, and uh,
0: going back to movie theaters, you know, why it's so compelling for us to get out of our houses and go. So not only do you have, you know. Big blockbuster movies coming out, you know, superhero movies like Spider Man, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, Iron Man, Captain America, and so on, okay? Right now, superhero movies have been taking over the industry and they're so much more compelling once you sit down into a movie theater because the audience engages with the movie. You know, you have their audience reaction, either if they're crying, they're laughing, they're yelling, they're. they're they're just grabbing their seats in anticipation of what's going to happen next you know that's the beauty of a movie theater you don't get that reaction because there is not really an audience when you're watching a movie with your dog with your dog sorry about the voice crack (laughs) The (laughs) the popcorn in your microwave that literally took a minute and 30 seconds you know, and you sit down on your couch and you can literally pause the movie whenever you want, you know, uh go to the washroom. So yeah, it takes away from the distractions what a lot of um you know clients deal with when they go to a movie theater, you know, you have people getting up, you know, in your way always ruining the movie you can't really grasp on what the the characters are saying because people are making too much noise or yelling especially if it's a horror movie and there's a lot of teenagers you know they're ruining the experience for you but if you're home you know you don't need to deal with those problems you know but the problem is is that sitting down you know by yourself doesn't give the same you know atmosphere as a movie theater would and not only that Pausing the movie every twenty five seconds to go to the washroom answer a text message you know I feel like it just kills the whole mood of the movie itself. You're not gonna enjoy it as much, and that's why I think in
1: that aspect movie theaters are more superior oh i def- I definitely see your point, and uh I understand that you know let's say you watch an Avengers movie at home uh and you watch it in a theater it's it's as if you're watching two separate movies almost. Well, uh, when I saw Avengers End Game in the theater, you know, so many moments where I was shocked and it was just great and great memories that you'll remember. And then when I rewatched it at home while watching it, I was like, oh, at this part, uh, I was getting goosebumps when Captain America, you know, was fighting Thanos, for example. So things like that, I think movie theaters definitely have the advantage, you know, uh, it adds to the experience, like we said earlier. Um, exactly, and I do believe that constantly pausing does kill the mood a bit. But I'll be honest, a movie like The Irishman, for example, that's strictly on Netflix with big time actors, that's a movie where I personally didn't watch it in one sitting, I had to stop halfway through and watch it maybe the next day. Yeah, so and unfortunately, it could be a benefit, yeah, and you know, um.
0: I just feel that sometimes when a movie is way too long, you know, basically make it into a mini-series, you know, put it in segments, part one, two and three, you know, so at least people can take a break and enjoy that movie, especially that that movie came out on a movie streaming service, you know, people are not going to sit down for three and a half hours, you know, just watch that movie. By that time, you have your friends texting you, you got like 25 phone calls. Your popcorn was literally finished within the first 20 minutes of the movie. You're hungry. You got to go back up and go make yourself another thing to get uh, through the movie. I just feel like it, movies like that on streaming services are way too long. At least when you go to the movie theater, you know, you're forced to sit down. Because if you get up and you uh, distract the audience from watching a very compelling movie like that,
1: you're going to get destroyed by people. are yeah. going to get mad at you. Yeah. Well, that, that in a sense, I would almost say is a positive for the streaming service. You know, uh, let's say you have to go to the bathroom halfway through uh, a movie when you're watching it in the theaters, you're gonna be like, oh, shit, you know, I'm gonna miss. What if I miss a big part? So you're, you're less likely to get up and leave when you're at home. You know, you have the liberty to do whatever you want. You can watch it wherever. And you can do whatever you want. So I think, in that sense, the movie theater has a bit of an—sorry—the uh, streaming service has a bit of an advantage. Personally, maybe that's just a bit of bias because I personally prefer the streaming services more. Um, with that being said, uh, it's the whole ambiance of of a movie theater that that makes you think, "Wow, this is going to be something nice." You know, the commercials prior that kind of get you hyped up.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, and sure walking in,
1: be. even if you don't go play, uh, you know, on the bumper cars or whatever, just seeing that it brings back memories from when you were a kid. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, like the commercials, like you were saying, they they propelled us to be more excited for what's to come, you know, and what draws us back into that specific movie theater or any movie theater in, in, in general, you know, because uh, we want to watch those specific movies that we saw the commercials to because we think maybe that would that's a fantastic or interesting movie that interests us and we're willing to pay the money, you know, when yeah. that movie comes out. But here's the thing, okay, a big controversy that everyone always has to start a debate about, okay, is the food at a movie theater way too expensive and is it really worth it?
1: Uh, I think when you're paying for the food, you're paying for, once again, the whole experience. Kind of like when you go to the Bell Center. You know, a hot dog's like, what, four bucks? You pay because you're at the Bell Center. Yeah. So you pay because you're at the movie theater. They put it right in the middle, bunch of lights. They make it so that's the first thing you see. And they're like, oh, maybe I could get, uh, I don't know, a slushie or something. And they put it right in the middle of the movie theater, too. Yeah. Yeah. And whichever way you're going, you gotta cross paths with this big uh, food station, right? So one way or another, you're not going to... There's no way you're not going to see it. You can ignore it, but there's no way that you're not going to see it. And I think that's very smart of them to do that, to be honest. But I would say that it is overpriced. Yeah, you know, especially when the
0: food doesn't really come out as the picture portrays it, you know? Uh, yes, you too. know how many times I would buy a pizza that looks fantastic in the in the photo that's presented above? You know, and then I I get the pizza and it's all burnt, or it tastes horrible. The, like the sauce tastes like pure ketchup. You know, yeah. um, then I'm like wondering why did I dish out ten dollars to pay for this? You know, might as well just stay home, w- wait for the movie to come out on the uh, the streaming service, and I could order whatever I want. Then I could even order a pizza at a pizzeria. You know, and it's gonna taste yeah. better.
1: <laughs> yeah. It will taste better. It's probably going to be a bit more expensive, but uh, you're paying for the quality, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's why a lot
0: of people
1: prefer staying home because they have access
0: to whatever they want to eat. And yeah, they're going to have to wait for that particular movie to come out, but they don't need to spend money on gas too. You know, going to a movie theater, you got to think about three things, okay? You got to think about the consumption of gas and how much it's going to cost, how much a movie ticket is going to cost, and how much the food's gonna cost. And a lot of people are not willing to pay $50 in, t- or maybe even close to 100, depending how much gas you spend to go to a movie theater, how much uh, money you're spending on food, you know, just to watch a two hour movie, you know. And sometimes the movie can be a complete disaster, and you're just scratching your head at the end of the movie when the credits are rolling, and you're like, why did I spend this much money tonight? Yeah, I agree with that. You know, unless you go on a date or like you're in a, it's a family like event and you guys all, you know, go together and you're like, you know what? You know, I had a good time with the people that I went I went with, so it was worth it. But let's say like, I know I- I've been to movies by myself once and that was when I went to watch the Ragnarok and you know I met this lovely couple that was very nice to me, and they spoke to me about the movie and how they felt about it and like uh you know how much of an upgrade it was from the past two movies of that uh trilogy you know and you know me thinking going to the movie by myself was probably gonna be the most depressing and like the biggest loser thing anybody can do, but to be honest with you, I wasn't expecting that and knowing that there's people I like have conversations with, even though I'm by myself like A nice way to meet people too. And without movie theaters, we wouldn't have access to that, you know, to to share our opinions, to you know, uh share our reactions and make friends, you know, sometimes, you know. Literally, someone reacts something right uh to a move to a scene right next to you, and you react the same way and you look at each other, you start laughing, and then it leads into a conversation. When you're doing that at home. There's no one else to talk to besides your dog barking at the, the mailman that just <laughs> dropped off mail while, while you're watching your two hour movie. And you have to put it on pause to go get the mail. You know nah, what I mean? I mean like me. there's so many things like at home that ruin the beauty of watching a film.
1: Yeah, I could definitely understand that point. Uh, but to be honest with you, I think the pros outweigh the, the cons on that as much as you know, the constant pausing kind of screws it up. Uh, you can watch it anywhere in your house or anywhere, wherever you want. And to me, that's a very valuable uh, pro. You can you can do whatever you want, and that outweighs uh, that con that you just mentioned, which is a which is true as well.
0: Yeah, and you know, streaming services killed the renting and buying of flock of DVDs.
1: Like, such as Blockbuster, you know? Do you think that's going to happen to the movie theaters? Do you think that's going to happen to the movie theaters?
0: That was actually going to be my next question. (laughs) Uh, So, I guess we'll both answer that question, what our respective opinions. So, me personally, uh, I would think no. Because people on a Friday night or Saturday night that are really bored and cannot think of anything for... A date night or just a get together with friends, you know, and they're not really up to really, you know, dressing, you know, at at their best, you know, or, you know, maybe they're really tired, just wanna sit down and just, you know, talk or whatever, you know, maybe just watch something. And that's where the factoring of a movie theater comes in. A movie theater allows you to sit down, relax, and watch something that's presented to you. Yeah, you got to pay for a ticket, you got to pay for the food, but you're just you're enjoying yourself at the same time, you know. So a lot of people need an excuse to go outside, you know. Yeah. And you just, you know, what I could I can stay home and watch Netflix for the rest of my life. The thing is that I'm going to become a homebody, probably overweight, and uh, you know, very lazy. You know, I, I don't that kills the whole movie principle and completely you know like a movie is meant to go to a movie theater and watch that movie okay and and react with the audience eat what is you know available for you to buy you know and you know i know movie theaters have been trying to upgrade a lot to compete or to at least be better have an edge on the uh, streaming services so like they would add like a D box so like the chairs are moving every time like there's a big action sequence you know um maybe 3d obviously a big big factor uh into why people are interested but i know a lot of people that hate 3d like well, i used to work at a movie theater okay i used to have people come in and be like uh yeah, sir, I would like to watch this particular movie, but not in 3D because it gives me headaches. Yeah, 3D gives people headaches. It's a pro and a con because I think 3D is more appealing to uh, people who are younger. And not only that, people that want to watch like a, a Marvel movie or a superhero movie because it's more compelling. You feel like you're there. It's more
1: interesting for you to watch. Yeah, I could agree with that. Um, I personally... Not the biggest fan of three D, but I've I've seen three D movies before, and uh, it was a nice experience. It just adds to the whole idea of the, the theater experience, right? And for that yeah. reason, just to answer your, your question from before, I don't think theaters are gonna go extinct either. I don't. I think streaming services are gonna continue to do extremely well, and it's gonna be more and more and more. And who knows? Maybe in the long run, it'll be only streaming services. But I do think that the theaters will remain alive. Due to that experience and just the memories that you have, people are still going to want to go to the theaters, just as you said. They're still going to want to experience the movies with other people around them, and for that reason, I think that uh, they'll be around for a long time.
0: Yeah, because you know people just need a reason to go out and do something, and movies allow them to do to do to go out in general, but not do as much work as they want to, especially if they're really tired or if they're sad or you know they need to get their mind off things. But you know. Movie theaters need to upgrade to be more compelling to allow clients and to give clients a reason why they should go to a movie theater. Add video games, add um, better movies. Um, not only that, make it more compelling. So when you go into the movie theater, it feels like you're in a magical, like land, as if like you're walking to like the the chocolate factory in Willy Wonka, you know. You know the visuals. You know what's offered there. The way that they they present themselves. You know, yeah. like you know the uniforms too. You know the way that everything is organized. It's not a mess. It's very proper. You know, it's clean. You know, it feels like you're you you feel like you're important. That you're you're walking to something very majestic and like uh, you know visually appealing for you. You know, like the eye is something that captures. Things that are interesting so vibrant lights are very appealing for somebody when you walk in you see like let's say you go to like cineplex in canada right you have um the spaceships on top you know the space uh background on the ceiling uh you know you have like little tv screens with like uh, you know questionnaires saying which after this movie Uh, Sorry, what movie did this actor start in? And they give you like four actors to choose from. You know, they show little previews of movies that are playing, uh, you know, what time, when the movies are coming out, you know, little mini commercials, you know. And then not only that, the posters outside the movie theater. You know, those are
1: always appealing, especially. Yeah, those are always appealing. You look at these posters and you're like, oh man, uh, Batman's coming out in a few months. You know what I mean? It gives you a constant reminder because
0: people are not going to go search up new movies coming out this year. You know, there's a lot of, like, bogus on, you know, YouTube right now and, like, other, like, platforms where they, they make fake fan trailers to, like, you know... uh you know, it's clickbait, you know, and it's yeah. not real. And then you're seeing that movie's coming out and then you're talking to your friends and you're like, yeah, did you hear that movie's coming out? And you're like, no, Well, I'm... it was rumors to come out, but it got scrapped. And you're like, yeah, well, I saw a trailer. Well, it's probably
1: fake. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't know oh. if you remember after the Dark Knight trilogy was was finished, I saw like, I was going Google and I was like, oh man, they're going to make a Nightwing movie. Obviously that never happened, right? Because they edit a bunch of things to make it be perceived that way. <laughs> Yeah, but it I, happens a lot. No? I wanted to ask you this question because you made a good point yeah. before you said that they they need to update their things. Because I don't know about you, but let's take Guzzle, for example. I feel like it's the same now as it was 10 years ago. Look, I, I used to work there and
0: I had a f- fantastic experience. I met a lot of good people and stuff. You know, the owner himself, you know, good guy and stuff, you know, wants the best for his business. Yeah. But yes... Okay. Uh, it has to upgrade because right now Cineplex does have an edge on uh, the Guto, um movie chain. So, you know, they got to be more updated. They got to add better games. They got to, you know, renovate a lot, you know, make themselves more appealing, you know, hopefully put themselves in better locations where, you know, the highways are so people can, you know, see where they're located and be like oh there's a movie theater right there let me go watch let me go check it out so i go watch uh that movie that came out and you can see the big poster you know uh you know a lot of movie theaters fail to upgrade and that's why it leads to their closure and that's why you have like big franchise uh franchises like amc and cineplex you know that that are just killing it right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, You have your independent movie theaters, you know, in smaller towns that kill it because, you know, it's the only movie theater there. So everybody goes there to watch movies and stuff, you know, I'm talking about like big cities now, you know, smaller, smaller movie theaters that have the same movies as the bigger uh, movie chains cannot compete against those people. And that's why, you know, they gotta. I know maybe they don't have enough money to like upgrade the way that they would like to to compete against those people, but they need to do something that's more appealing and different. You know, um, the only thing that I would say about smaller movie uh, theaters is that let's say it's like a classic movie theater. You know, that only plays like movies from the seventies, eighties, you know, nineties, whatever. Yeah, it's appealing to go because it's the only movie theater, let's say in that city, that shows those kinds of movies. You know, or they show only indie movies which you know big movie theaters wouldn't show because they only show blockbusters so like you could see a movie like good times you know with robert pattinson like that came out two years ago or or uh uncut gems yeah, you know that's like a- smaller movies you know indie movies independent movies whatever you want to call them uh in those movie theaters and you're like oh my god you know it's not at cineplex but it's in that little uh movie theater downtown let's say so let me go check that out you know that's
1: how they get their clients to go to show up to their movie theater you know yeah i think to, to go to that point about uncut gems you know uh another reason why i think maybe streaming services have an advantage is because not only do they have these great type of movies that people maybe don't know about right away they also have the blockbusters but they also have tv shows so I think that's a big pro because yeah. you, know? you can watch, for example, Breaking Bad was only on AMC and now it's on Netflix. It's been on Netflix for years and I watched it and it was a fantastic show. So that's something for, let's say you didn't have that channel. Now it's on Netflix and you're like, oh crap, like, I can watch the show. I've heard so many great things. They won so many awards. The actors are brilliant. And uh, that's a perfect example of why, I think there's more variety. Obviously, it's a movie theater, right? It's not a TV theater, so I understand that. That's exactly. cult, but yeah, streaming services yeah, provide a variety. reads variety.
0: And, and then you have like, you know, uh, Netflix, for example. They're they have collaborations with uh, what other like. Uh, studios like NBC that are that's a TV channel you know yeah or the CW you know for and the perfect examples would be like Riverdale and Brooklyn Nine-Nine so you have the like the TV episodes airing like let's say on a Wednesday night and then on Netflix it's gonna come out like a day or two days later on that streaming service So instead of, like, buying the channel and all that stuff, if you own Netflix, if you own uh, HBO Max or Disney or or so on, you know, you have it there. You know, just have to wait an extra day. You know, uh, hopefully you're that patient. You're not that impatient. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's going to be there. Unfortunately, not every single TV show works like that because a lot of these streaming services air their own original TV shows or movies. And that's how they make a lot of money too. You know, the, the more popular these streaming services are getting, the more money they make and they're able to acquire bigger stars, you know, to star in the movies, the budgets are bigger. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is that a common uh, thing I've been seeing with these uh, Netflix originals or Amazon uh, prime video originals or so on is that the quality of the movie You know, even if they get a director and stuff, sometimes the movie's a flop.
1: Yeah. Did you see, uh, I didn't watch it all. I watched like the first 20 minutes, but I think it's called Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. like I didn't 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 like like it too much. Yeah.
0: I heard a lot of bad reviews about that. You know, you have Dave Franco uh, as a cameo for like maybe five minutes. For two minutes. Uh, I'm not going to see what happens. Well, we kind of already. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You guys could suspect what happens. You have Ryan Reynolds. I mean, you he carries. He carries. Michael Bay directing. So you already know, like you know, you got two big names there. You know, even though Michael Bay kind of fell off the last couple of years, ever since the failed, uh, Transformer franchise uh, failed to to launch properly. You know, after the success of the first one, uh, you know, so another thing Netflix does is that they they take like dying off stars. So I love Adam Sandler, but you know very hit or miss nowadays he's not very consistent so they they get his rights kevin james david spade those guys you know they're just staying relevant within the netflix service uh the streaming service right now but outside of that you don't see them on blockbuster movies anymore at the movie theaters you only see them on streaming services you know yeah and uh you know if you want to if you love those guys you know i love those guys i think they're hilarious but the movie quality and the acting, it's like, it's its not the same as as they used to be, you know, when they used to star in blockbuster movies at the movie theaters, you know. Now, for example, HBO Max. Now, this is a, like a whole different thing now. They're making TV shows connected to big blockbuster movies that are going to be appearing at the movie theaters. Disney so Disney instead TV of that- working against the movie theaters, they're going to be propelling more people to go to the movie theaters but at the same time people are going to be more interested at staying home and watching tv shows and maybe like movies that are connected to bigger movies at the movie theaters
1: yeah i think that's true too you know disney plus is doing that with uh, all their marvel tv shows you know they're going to link up to the you can also apparently watch them all and then the movies just to follow everything right so uh, yeah, they're trying to get you to go see everything, so they can get you know as much uh, revenue as possible, which makes sense. But I wanted to actually ask you this. Yeah, do you think it? Go ahead. Do you think it's harder for a streaming service to bring back their fans or the movie theater?
0: I think it's harder for a movie theater to bring back fans, and here's why. Okay, a streaming service right now is on the rise they're getting better and better with the quality of movies and TV shows that are available to us. You go back also and watch older movies that you never got a chance to watch, okay? Movie theaters, okay? They're a little bit in a decline because these streaming services are competing with people. I mean, they're competing with movie theaters and the audience, the clients are divided right now because you have... People who want to go out and watch movies, and you want to, and you have the other half of the people that want to stay home, and relax, and not want to pay, you know, for food and a ticket and maybe for parking sometimes and for gas, you know, uh, to go watch a movie, especially if it's just a disaster, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the people that do want to go and watch a movie is because they know that they will not have the same feeling if they stay home on their couch, and without the audience, without the surround system that's so much more louder and better, you know, and, you know, depending on the TV screen you have too, you know, if you have a HD, uh, uh, you know, uh, TV, it's going to look better. But let's say you have a box TV and unfortunately some people can't afford that. Those big, bigger and better HD TVs, you know, uh, you know, it's not going to look as good, you know, on the screen. It's going to, it might, you know, ruin the whole, uh you know feeling of watching that movie the whole excitement and it yeah. be like downgraded you're gonna be like oh my god you know this movie sucks and but in reality just because the way it's presented on your tv that you own if you go to a movie theater you don't need to worry about that stuff you know what's going to be presented is going to look fantastic on screen uh the, uh the audio is going to sound amazing especially depending on what type of uh uh you want to you want to sit in so if you want to sit on the d box you know so let's say you go watch an action movie and the, the, the seats are shaking like crazy and you like, love it because you feel like you're in there or if you want to acquire 3d glasses you know to watch a 3d movie and you feel like you know it's amazing but then you have people that don't like 3d glasses because it's annoying on their face you know uh it you know it gives them headaches you know we have to understand one thing okay you, you can never please everybody. It's always going to be a debate yep. that our people are going to be divided upon. It's very hard to please people. It's impossible to please everybody. But you will have a certain per- percentage of people that lean towards one direction than another. And movie theaters will always stick around. It's not going to be like the outdoor or drive-in movie theaters where, you know, it died out you know, eventually because, you know, you don't want to stay in your car, you know, it, it, it consumes gas, you know, driving there and not only that, like keeping the heater on or keeping the air conditioning on the whole time, you know, let's say it's a humid day and you roll down your, your, your windows, you know, you're sweating like pigs and you're eating food and stuff. You're making a mess in your car. Yeah. You know, now it's, it's popularized because of the Corona outbreak, you know, and the limitations that, uh, that are, presented right now you know and movie theaters have opened but you know it there's a lot more people that would get contaminated and and get the disease if they would go there in a small uh, smaller you know place you know and everyone's going to be like all like stuck together you know there's a a higher risk you know and people don't want to get diseases right now they want to stay clean and be safe you know it's totally understandable but the thing is is that you know, movie theaters are, lo- are losing a lot of money staying open compared to staying closed because what you're gonna have 25 clients coming into your movie theater and you're spending more money renting out the place and keeping it open. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree with that. I think, uh, the situation that we're in is something that no, I don't, I'm pretty sure no one's ever experienced this, you know. This is a very unique. And scary thing, and the stress is really what gets you. So I understand people not wanting to go to the movie theaters. They're very scared. I understand that these workers are gonna have to work ten times harder, uh, and have to clean things constantly, and it's gonna be a mess probably. Uh, but yeah. just to get back to to what you said before about how when you're watching something at home, the negative may be because of what you're watching it on, which I agree with very much. I would say that also with movie theaters, the negative is. What you're watching. What if you watch something that you think is good and it turns out to just not be what you like at all? Some people may think, oh, man, screw this. I don't want to come back to the movie theater just because of that movie that they watched. And it adds to the whole idea of the atmosphere, the experience around you. If you watch a a blockbuster movie or not even a blockbuster movie, but a one-off movie, because there's there's not that much of that anymore. You know, all these movies now set up big universes. If you watch this one-off movie and you're like, wow, this was an amazing movie. You think to yourself, I want to come back here next time. There's something great. But if you watch something that sucks, you're going to be like, maybe this wasn't worth my time, the trip, and uh, like everything that we had said before. Well, look, okay, getting back to the one off movies, the standalone movies, basically, as they call it,
0: 2019 was a big year for that. You had Joker, you had Ford versus Ferrari, you had The Lighthouse, and so on, okay? Those movies are standalone movies that when I went to the movie theater, you know, I had zero expectations for those movies. And I went there and the theater itself was sold out after showing that movie, showing after showing, it was sold out. You know, it stayed in the movie theaters for like two months, a month and a half, which is a really good time, you know, uh, to stay within the movie theater. Then, obviously, if you have a crummy movie that is not selling tickets and it has horrible reviews, you know, the movie the movie theater is going to remove that movie after, like, a week or two weeks. I've seen that happen. I worked at a movie theater. Movies that didn't perform well at the box office or critically, you know, they got removed after a week or two weeks, you know. Yeah. Then, then I remember, like, when I started working at the movie theater, I don't work there currently anymore, um, Baby Driver came out. That wasn't a lot hype again for Baby Driver or anything. But that movie stayed in the movie theater
1: for close to three months. That was a really good movie too.
0: Yeah. Through close to three months. Yeah, it was in a smaller hall, you know, towards the end. But it doesn't matter. It was still generating money and interest from people that it was still able to have its own hall to go into and watch that movie. Then you have big blockbusters like Justice League. Okay, there were big flops. I didn't even watch were, the
1: movie. But they were advertised like crazy. Yeah. That
0: that would stay in the, the movie theater for like a month.
1: You know. Yeah, but about the stand standalone movies, I was really just talking more about the superheroes. So like Joker, like you said, was the first probably big standalone movie since uh, the Batman Nolan universe. Because ever since then, these these uh, you know you got Marvel that has been trying to and they've successfully, as we've seen, made hit after hit after hit money-wise sim goes uh, well dc not as much but they've been trying to do that i think the the world of standalone movies are slowly coming back you know with future superhero movies that's not really what this is about but i think uh the more standalone movies that are great i think the more people will be intrigued to go see what's next for that specific story that they don't have to see 50 movies to know the story they can just go three times you know
0: yeah, I'm totally in green with you with that. And with that being said, now this is the point where we reach in this in today's episode is where do you stand? Do you side with movie theaters? Do you side with streaming services or are you stuck in the middle because they're equally as good and they both have cons and pros that are just, you know, none of n- either of them surpass the other.
1: Uh I enjoy both very much. I think it depends on what you're feeling. You know, uh, if you want to just stay home and relax, it's obviously the streaming service, right? But if you want to go out, you want to have that. Exp- I know we've said this a bunch of times, but the atmosphere, the experience of a movie theater and how much fun it is and those memories that you remember. I think there's, they coexist very well together. But I be- if I were to choose one, I would prefer to watch a streaming service just for the variety that it has. And I could search up anything that could have been from when I was born to when I was, you know, like 17 years old or when I, even before I was born. Movies I didn't even know about that are great. So for that reason, I would have to side with uh, liking the streaming services more. How about you? For me, I'm going to go with movie theaters. And here's
0: why, okay? I've grown up with movie theaters since I was small. The reason why I'm so into movies and why I follow so many directors, uh, specific actors and actresses, you know, uh, despite if they make bad movies or good movies, you know, uh, is because of the atmosphere of a movie theater. You know, going down as a kid, sitting down, you know, with your parents, you know, or your friends, just watching the movie and falling in love with an actor, an actress or the whole genre of a movie. Completely all over again, over and over again. You know, that's what got me into, you know, talking about so many movies and studying film and even like maybe even creating this podcast, you know, the entertainment business, you know. Um, For me, that's never going to be a question. I'm never going to doubt the movie uh, theater business ever unless they don't upgrade. The only thing movie theaters need to do is make sure that they're appealing. And their prices are affordable for a lot of people to show their faces and pay tickets, pay for movie, uh, pay for, uh, yeah, tickets to pay for the movies, pay for the, the food and the drinks, pay for the games and, you know, the gift cards that come with it as well. And maybe you could do birthday parties there too, but man, like, you know, the first movie I remember going to watch was... Batman Begins. Yeah. And honestly, it was the first time I felt excitement, fear, and you know, like, That's you learn, uh, it was that appealing in my life, you know, and a storyline and the acting was fantastic. Like, I was like, what, five or six years old watching that movie? And I didn't see anyone in the audience my age. I was with my dad. Yeah, maybe people might say it's irresponsible to take a kid that young watching watch that movie. But the thing is, is that that movie christopher nolan as a director that's why i follow him that's why i follow christian bale because they're both brilliant director and actor you know the both of them you know and that's the thing once you go to a movie theater and the audience reacts to a movie in a positive way that that's what propels a the audience members to follow specific people
1: yeah, I agree uh, 100% with what you said. Funnily enough, Batman Begins was the first movie that I saw in the theaters, too, or that I remember, at least. Well, twinsies. <laughs> and uh, I gotta say, that, that specific scene there at the end where uh, he doesn't save Rajagul, that was something that I'll always remember. That was just a great scene. And, uh, For I me, it was really. a Scarecrow mask. That scared the shit out of me. What scared me more was Joker. Ledger, I saw that in the theaters. That scared me, too, even more than Scarecrow.
0: You know, and, you know, as kids, you know, watching superhero movies, you know, uh, that, you know, really helps us and pushes us to leave our house and go watch those movies. Streaming services, going back to that, why I don't have it surpassing movie theaters is because there's only so much time you could spend in your house until you realize that it's really boring and you want to leave your house and go do something different and watch a movie and interact with people, you know. Uh you you, you you like how long can you stay by yourself and really enjoy yourself, not talk to anybody or talk to like the same people in your household, you know, and watch the same movies over and over again. And sometimes streaming services don't have good movies or TV shows that come out for a couple of months or weeks, and you're just you watched everything that was appealing to you or that was critically good, and now there's nothing left to watch. And that's happening to me, and it probably happens to a lot of people too, where you know, we watch everything that we want to watch, and then we're like, "Oh man, what, now I'm forced to watch this, and I'm like really pushing myself and forcing myself to watch this." And then, when something else comes out that's really appealing, you completely forget about that thing. You never watch it again, and that's yeah, a problem for me.
1: Sure,
0: you need to keep your audience always on the ball, always interested. You cannot have them for one month rewatching the same stuff over and over again, and their eyes are literally. Turning bloodshot red because they, they're they're just like watching the same thing and they can literally memorize the scenes and words, you know. Yeah. You, just, you can't that have you can't have that happening. That's my opinion. You need to always introduce new things, new movies. Yeah, you could bring back movies. You could take away movies on the, the streaming services, but you need to always keep
1: your fans on the on their toes. I agree with that, and I think I don't know if you uh, ever go on the coming soon page. Of Netflix, but like maybe ten percent of the time, I'll say, "Oh man, this is gonna be good." It's rare that when I'm scrolling through the uh, upcoming arrivals that I, I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, I gotta watch this." I think the first time in a while was uh, a couple days ago. There was this movie that came out on Netflix. It's like ten years old. It's called Zodiac. It was. I yeah. watched. It was really good. Jake Gyllenhaal, Mark Ruffalo, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. That was the first time I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch this movie the day it comes out." But other times, it's like these cartoons that are obviously directed towards kids, so I understand. But these other movies that I have no interest in, so I do agree with what you said. They really need to be on the ball, constantly putting out content uh, that they know their viewers will like. Same thing with
0: the movie theaters, right? yeah, Yeah, the movie theaters, you know, at least them, you know. They have like three movies that are fantastic in one month and then the other ones are just average, you know, And, they, and but they probably distribute it so people are always on the ball. So every month you're at least going to have a big movie, you know, that's appealing for everybody. Maybe it's not going to be as good as the, the previous month, you know, but it's still considered a big blockbuster movie and streaming services should take some notes on that and take a page, rip a page from the movie theaters philosophy and how they work.
1: But yeah, I actually. think
0: it's going to be an ongoing debate where these two are always going to be butting heads. Uh, and yeah, maybe we're going to see the uh, revival of you know drive in movie theaters more uh in the upcoming months. You know, it already started, I think, maybe, relevant, actually. Yeah, it, it already started, but maybe it's going to be picking up more heat and more interest. Maybe we might go back to doing that. But the thing is that we live in a yeah, in Canada, where you know it snows and people are not gonna want to stay in their cars and watch movies, they're gonna freeze their ass and uh, <laughs> blast the heaters, and you know they're gonna get sick. So whatever. Yeah, anyway. I mean, uh I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I hope you had a good time, and I hope the viewers and subscribers, obviously. Uh, had a good time listening to our topic today and there's many more to come and, uh, and I would love to have you back on the podcast talking about uh, something else
1: well uh, I'm looking forward to it man, I really enjoyed it thank you for having me on and uh, yeah, you're a great dude and subscribe to his channel uh, thank you so much, I really appreciate it anyways, to new
0: viewers and uh, people that are, that are already subscribed to my channel, don't forget to go check out some past videos that might interest you And do not forget to like and subscribe. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good day.